This is Rockin' Vino, the podcast about wine and music and how the two go so well together. Find new episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever podcasts are offered. Find the show online at rockinvino.com and on social media at Rockin' Vino. How's it going? I'm Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rockin' Vino. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> I was like, should I continue on? I was like, Durf just said it. Do I need to really Oh, that's say right. That we are. Because then we're saying it twice. We're saying it twice, yeah. I think people know. I think they know by now. We're I hope so. We're rocking Vina. We talk about wine and music and sometimes food. <laughs> Almost four years in. Yeah. That's terrifying. In like... What? In a few more months. Correct. In August. That's right. Four, the... four years and 100 episodes and four. thousands of listeners across the world. Bajillions. Thank you, Portugal. Or <laughs> wherever. We have an unusually high number of listeners. Exactly. Really? Yeah. I think they're, they're second. Yeah. I really I love it. I don't know the connection. But All right. Well, hey. Hello, What's Portugal. What's up, Portugal? Shout out to you. Uh, <laughs> did you watch the Grammys last night? I did. And? I, I love them. They were good. They were good. I only caught the performances on YouTube, but. I liked that they didn't, like some of the award shows have like the empty theaters and like try to make you believe that it's real. you know, we're really doing an award show, but it's not really. <laughs> and they like embrace the weirdness and just put everyone outside and then did yeah. performances inside. And it was just, it was loose and informal. The special people had their little tables. Right, exactly. You know, it was kind of like a weird like wedding bar mitzvah or something outside. Yeah, right. It was great. I enjoyed it. I thought the performances were really cool. Um, they were all like futuristic. I felt mm -hmm. like had a futuristic vibe to them. Um, but I was a little bummed that there was not a lot of rock and roll in there. There was not. Yeah. D they relegated it to the pre-show, of course, where Poppy performed. Oh, she did. It was amazing. Oh, and it deserved to be on the regular I show. I will have to look for that on yeah. YouTube. It's worth a watch. Poppy it's very at, strange. Poppy at the Grammys. It's strange as you would expect. Didn't Body Count, Ice T's Body Count, win like best metal performance? Or... They beat out Poppy. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. <laughs> also, they totally missed um, in the memorandum portion. I knew there was going to be one. With Eddie Van Halen. They, they told, I mean, they like showed him on the screen, but they, uh, they just like, kind of put the guitar there. They just and, put the guitar there. I mean, not that I guess you could just grab someone and be like, play this, but. Well, they asked his son to play oh. and he didn't want to because he didn't feel like he could be in his dad's, you know, mm. you know, take over his dad's footsteps. So he, you know, I get it. But he, he thought that they would do a little something more than what they did. Yeah. So anyway, so come on, Grammys, get with it. Let's, uh, let's embrace the rock and roll because it's coming at you. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, a, a great guest to welcome in this week and a winery in Sonoma County that has gone on one heck of a journey in oh, yeah. the past uh, four or five years. Uh, Paradise Ridge, uh, the best view you will find in Santa Rosa in Sonoma County, uh, hands down. It's unarguable. You can't argue the point. <laughs> uh, he is Renee Bick. He is the co-owner of Paradise Ridge Winery in Santa Rosa. Uh, Renee, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Coco. Yeah, thanks. It's thanks for this here. delicious Sauvignon Blanc in our glasses. Yeah. Now, uh, for people who are, are not familiar with Paradise Ridge, um, tell a little bit about, about the story coming up and, and some of the, like I said, the journey you guys have been on in the past uh, few well, years here. Well, uh, the journey started in 78 when my parents bought the land and planted some vineyards, and then the winery opened in 94. Uh, we have a hospitality center, a popular place to uh, 
have events and weddings. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents loved sculptures. We had land, started displaying artwork. And um, the tastery opened in 94, and, and we've been, uh, you know, enjoying hosting tasters and everybody since then. Uh, unfortunately, uh, in 97, or in 2017, uh, the Tubbs fire happened mm -hmm. and the winery was basically destroyed. I think we lost uh, nine of 11 structures, three homes, winemaking and the hospitality center. And uh, we said we were gonna rebuild, so we did. <laughs> and it, it wasn't easy, but uh, um, we uh, opened in December of 2019, uh, a little over two years after the fire. And then unfortunately, you know, what everyone had to deal with, which was COVID, mm -hmm. and then a special people in Sonoma County with the fires and, you know, smoke, power shutoffs, all the wonderful things that we enjoy here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but we've been able to stay open most of the time during the pandemic, except for at the stay at home orders. Mm -hmm. We do outside tastings and, uh, and, um, and we're looking forward to reopening and, 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 and eventually being able to host events and, and weddings because that's a big part of our business. Um, it's a really stunning property for those that haven't been there. I mean, the views that you guys have there are just magical. Hmm. And um, I've been there for your wine and sunsets. So are you guys going to be bringing that back? Yeah, yeah. We actually, last year, we did our wines and sunsets events uh, in the summer in, in an amphitheater that was near near on the property. Mm -hmm. And this year, we'll, we plan, I think, the, starting June 2nd, if that's a Wednesday, the first Wednesday in June. And we'll do those through October. Awesome. Um I've been told that we can have live music, so we plan to have live music. <laughs> Yay! And, um, and uh, dancing, we'll see where we are when, when we get there. Um, but uh, no, it's a great event, and, um, and I think it was actually named the best event in wine country right before yeah. you know, the fires. I mean, it was always <clears throat> popping. Every time that I tried to go, like you would have to make reservations in advance yeah. if you wanted to go. Yeah. Or like wait in line for somebody to yes. leave, you know, which was great. I mean, because you guys typically had a food truck on site and then you had your wine and then um, a band. Some live music, like, yeah. So fun. And, and you can bring your own picnic if you want or, oh, or, or, or the food truck. And uh, yeah, it's a nice relaxing evening with uh, friends and family or maybe family more than friends now, but hopefully that'll change. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, it, it, it's a. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do, particularly on Wednesday. Nice. <laughs> uh, I, how many years was it ago now? Uh, we were out there for the oh, yeah. Sonoma County Vintners Best, best, party, yeah. ever. best party Ever. And I remember that it was, you had kind of the outdoor concert there. And yeah. it's in the, the amphitheater. And you just look over the entire county as the sun goes down and a band is playing. And it's like... Yeah. Well, I'm not leaving. Like, yeah, that well, was such a fun event. That area is 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 turning into um, quite. A, there's a few sculptures going in there. Uh, one that's kind of hit the news in the last couple of days, which is uh, this temple from Burning Man that's mm -hmm. been up there, and it's finally complete. And uh, we're happy it's there. Uh, unfortunately, it has limited access to the public. It's most, mostly on Saturdays and Sundays from 10 to 4.30 when they have uh, volunteers there to show them. But uh, the rest of the property and the sculpture garden and the Love Meadow and Marika's Grove and the Love Sculpture, that's all open every day of the year from, from 10 to 4.30. 
And do people need to make appointments to kind of view those sculptures? Or they, they don't know. They, they of... don't need to know that we do require a reservation yeah. uh, for tasting at the winery. And because of, you know, everything going on, we, we, we like that you do that and not just usually walk up. Yeah. Uh, walking up's okay maybe during the week. On the weekends, we've been pretty busy, mm-hmm. which is great. I think people are really looking forward to getting out more, especially when it's beautiful weather. Like last weekend was amazing. It was like spring. Yeah. Um, so so we are open all, we're open daily and, and, and I think uh, we hope to host I think we're planning on doing some local nights, which will be Fridays kinda happy hour ish kind of thing with uh, you know, come up, have a glass of wine, share a bottle of wine. Um, I think we'll have a food truck cool. maybe. So uh so there's a lot of stuff happening on the property. So big now, excited about this. This Burning Man Temple is yeah. it's stunning to look at. I mean, I, I see a photo here of it, sort of illuminated at night. Did that have to be constructed on its own? Did it come in one piece? How, how did Not, that? They, how did it arrive? How did you, you well know, get this out here? It was scheduled to be the temple at the 2020 Burning Man. That didn't happen. Um, it was also supposed to be constructed this portion of the temple. In, in San Francisco, uh, I had heard Civic Center Plaza. Um, that couldn't happen because of COVID. Uh, we have a relationship with the Voigt Family Sculpture Foundation, who has a relationship with some of the Black Rock Arts Foundation and their artists. And they, uh, and they basically approached my dad and said, hey, we want to build this. You know, it's a kind of a temporary structure. It's... A, it's, it's, it, it, it's supposed to move at some time when Burning Man's going to happen or it can move but we aren't sure what's going to happen to it other than it's there <laughs> and uh, and it is it's it's pretty cool I mean that view is if you thought the view from the amphitheater it's equally as good from that location so uh, so we, we, we want to welcome Jess to enjoy that and and the rest of the art on the property but if you but if you want to come and visit the tasting room and hospitality center you know we we have some great tasting options there's a picnic basket where it's just like some charcuterie and a bottle of wine 40 for like i think it's 75 bucks and you can sit up there for an hour hour and a half and enjoy and get more wine if you want there's a really good two for one midweek tasting a five wine flight with charcuterie from journeyman meats and valley mm-hmm. ford cheese and Cousteau so bakery 45 bucks for two people and Jeez. five five tastes of wine and, and charcuterie that's a i think that's a good deal it's almost like a it's not full lunch but it's just light lunch so uh a lot of good stuff happening yeah journeyman their their meat is just yeah to die for it yeah. is so good so that that's awesome that you guys partner with them and the uh, the property has always had the, the connection with art. I mean, a lot of people, even if they're not from this area, I'm sure so many people uh, saw the love sculpture after the fires. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that was such an I- iconic image and survived. Uh, is it still on the property? Where, where does that live? Yeah, now? no, we uh, we bought that. It was part of the first show that the Voights put on uh, almost 10 years ago in honor of, of their patriarch, uh, Al Void, who passed away and, and left some money for putting art in public places. Mm. So it came there, and my dad said, we're going to buy it. And uh, we were supposed to actually get the replica that was at Burning Man, but uh, 
they couldn't I don't think they could fund it or something mm-hmm. to where they said we'll just sell you this and uh, we bought it and you know my dad has, he's kind of this renaissance man he has these dreams and says what's going to happen and all of a sudden it's happening and <laughs> so he said our brides are going to love this and and if we get one wedding a year because of it, that pays for it. And uh, <laughs> I think it's more than paid for itself in many different ways. But it's, you know, like you said, after the fires, it kind of became a symbol of either resilience or rebirth or love survives or whatever you want to say, you know. And uh, so very happy to have it and more pieces have come to the property and will probably continue to come to the property um, in the future. Nice, that's exciting. That's so that's such a cool thing that you guys are doing there. It's so unique, and your space yeah. is just so beautiful that um, to be able to just have that kind of an experience with wine and you can check out this, you know, just amazing, phenomenal art is is so cool. Yeah, it's it's funny because there wasn't a grand plan. It's like we're going to do this, and people yeah. are going to come. We'll sell them wine. It's like. We kind of do these things altruistically, and it turns into something that's special, and it's kind of, it's kind of nice because you know we all can use a little niceness in our life or a little something to make us happy. And if if our art and our property does that, that's what that's what it's there for. Yeah. Now, if I remember correctly, and I don't know whether these uh, survived or not, but I know you had some um, really unusual artifacts, some really old uh, artifacts at the winery. Yeah. What was the background on those? So uh, we uh, had a historical exhibit about Kanaya Nagasawa. He's a uh, one of the, he, he was the winemaker at the Fountain Grove Winery in the late 1800s, hmm. and we had an exhibit about him and Thomas Lake Harris in the Fountain Grove Utopian Society called the Brotherhood of the New Life, and we did lose uh, in that fire uh, pieces that are irreplaceable. Hmm. Um, one. One bright light is that we had uh, his sword. He was a samurai, uh, Japanese samurai, young young kid, and 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 one of the first to immigrate to the United States, uh, one of the first eight. And uh, and we were we were being told by a lot of people after the fires we could find the sword, and um, and we found it. Wow. We ended up finding it, and it's kind of that's even if my sister. There's a Japanese newspaper said, where do you think it is? And she's in the middle of the rubble pointing like this. And then the people who did the debris removal found the article, looked at where she was pointing and almost found it right away. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and it's actually on display at the Nagas- uh, at our Nagasawa exhibit in the, in the winery in, in, in the same shape we found it. Wow. Wow, yeah. that's so, so cool. We got lots of cool things going on, Jeez. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you said he was a winemaker. He had to be, was that one of the first winemakers in Sonoma County? Uh, well, yeah, they, I mean, they, they, this particular, the Fountain Grove Winery, I mean, they, they moved out here in the late, 1870s, I want to say, in the mid-1870s, planted grapes. They were making wine. Hmm. A little after Buena Vista and, and, those, and those guys over there. But uh, they were like, the Fountain Grove wineries uh, uh, made a third of all the wine in Sonoma County at the turn of the century. It was wow. a pretty big winery. They were first to export to the UK and Japan because of those relationships. And uh, an interesting <clears throat> kind of his- history that a lot of people in Santa Rosa are unaware of. And, we, my mom did some research on where we grow our grapes and and found the story and we created an exhibit and now it's kind of, uh, you know, another another thing. We get a lot of Japanese tourists interested in that and Nagasawa is a fairly famous uh, Japanese figure. So anyway, so <clears throat> all sorts of things going on 
That's really cool. But we should open this Rock Pile Zinfandel. Ooh, yes. Well, we have some of this amazing Sauvignon Blanc in our glasses. Do you mind kind of sharing? Yeah, this is our estate Sauvignon Blanc. It comes from what we call the Grand View Vineyard. It actually got a double gold medal at this last year's Harvest Fair. It's in mm. 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my, it, we're family winery. My brother-in-law, Dan Barwick, he makes the wines. And... Uh, you know, it's got it's got really uh, great tropical fruit flavors. I think, and mm-hmm. I really like the finish. Kind of makes it's it's dry. It's not that high in alcohol. Um, dry meaning it's not sweet. And uh, happy with it. Just also got ninety points in the wine enthusiast. Nice, congrats. Well. So, and yeah. I. I love that it has a screw cap too. It just makes it so so accessible. The exact perfect <laughs> picnic wine or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Or I won't tell you where you can sneak these things. <laughs> uh, no popping of the cork. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's a very refreshing wine. Great for uh, the summer. You know, oh, yeah. and it's grown on our estate. You know, all you know the Carissa's in here quite often talking about how sustainable Sonoma County is, and so this this is a certified sustainable vineyard. Nice. And uh, and I think it really shows off, you know, our little neck of the woods in the Russian River Valley. Now, your winemaker, uh, Dan Barwick, mm-hmm. has been there since uh, the late 80s, so longtime winemaker, yeah. uh, all the way from England. H- how did he uh, find his way into the wine world? Um, he found his way, he worked at Harrods, and it, it worked in their wine department at some time, and decided to come here and work a harvest. I think he worked at Matanzas Creek, hmm. and then uh, kind of fell in love with the whole winemaking process, and decided to stay. He maybe. Sh- wasn't supposed to but he did <laughs> and um and 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 he worked at uh fry corona he was their cellar master and then uh, him and my sister met at jc taking some wine classes when the winery was about to open like how do we market this stuff how do we sell this stuff this is what we're doing and um <clears throat> and you know they got married and uh took a trip around the world he made helped make wine in france south africa and australia so they were gone like three years and when they came back uh, we said, you know, we want someone who's 100% interested in making our, the best wine possible for us because we're small. You get a lot of consultants when you're small. Mm-hmm. We wanted some consistency, so we gave him a shot, and, and he's been doing a great job making our wines ever since, and winning more and more accolades and awards and medals. So I'm really happy with the wines, for sure. I'm looking at your wines right now. I mean, your bottles are, are absolutely beautiful. I love the labels. And um, and I see that you guys have a sparkling you're Shiraz. At this? Are you yes. looking at that label? Yeah, that label. Is that a new design? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We When the fires happened, we did this kind of, not re, kind of rebranding, but kind of looking at ourselves and what what what's our story coming out of the fire here? Mm-hmm. You know, the first 20 plus years. We had this love story. We talk about my parents, and, and it's like, wh- who are we, and what do people think of us? You know, after the fire, and um, I love our wines. I want to be known for our wines, but we're known for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And to, to act like we're not is is not real. Uh, we're known for the views and the weddings and the art and all these other things. And so we wanted to embrace that. And one of the things, you know, giving back to the community, being sustainable, good stewards of the land. So 
we you know the, the these birds on the bottles these are if you look at the love sculpture real close they're actually little swallows oh we call them love birds and uh. and then and then we and so there's i think there's uh three birds kind of flying up symbol mm-hmm. of hope and um and freedom and also we did we went to silk screening because then you don't use glue or paper you know we try to you know with smaller foil all the thing is to try to be a little bit more sustainable and and our labels had been like i you know we had these labels on those and people were confused and they'd see them in stores and they'd get them in a wine club shipment and couldn't tell what was what so we wanted to try to differentiate between what's sold in stores and what we we sell at the winery and to our club so all all of that went into into play and and uh and I like the package. I think it'll, you know, some people will be hard to find our wines because they're used to the old label, which we've had for a while. But, um, but I mean, the story's great. And the more, you know, if like you could tell your story with the labels and stuff, then that's, that, that, that's extra special. So when you know that these birds and are from the love sculpture and what the symbol is, it kind of just makes people, you know, piques their interest absolutely yeah that's really cool i had no idea that the love sculpture had the the swallows on there yeah if you look at them they're they're all there's holes in them and they're all they're all swallows and actually they we had all those swallows and we would give them one to each bride because they kept them oh cute uh, i don't think there's any more of those that's awesome yeah now, uh, the founder of the winery, uh, your dad, Walter Bick, mm-hmm. uh, were you, I mean, did you come right up into the wine world uh, being in that family? Was it something you were interested in or did, did it take some convincing? Well, yeah, well, it was uh, um, It was him and, and my mother, who was um, a big part of the winery until she passed away in 2006. So for the first 12 years, she was the matriarch and there wasn't much of a patriarch other than he was there but she was there 70 hours and greeting everybody um i forgot your question mike oh uh, when did <laughs> when did you get involved along the way was it something well, you were interested when we, in when we when when we uh when we started when we were going to open mm. i was i had just uh finished college and um and was bouncing around jobs and then this was coming up. We, we 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 grew grapes. We didn't make wine or have a place to host guests or anything, but that was in the works. And so uh, in about '94, I or '93 maybe I joined, and you know my sister Sonia, and my parents, and it was us. It was we were, I was driving to go get all the furniture, and you know we were hosting the events. I was a bartender. I was the bookkeeper. I was the tasting room guy. My mom and dad were rolling tables out, and we were all the baller tenders, and you know it was a di- it was a different thing back then. But but uh, you know just just started working there, and then and then uh, didn't even like wine. It's kind of a beer guy, I still like beer. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know then just loved the industry, and then just you know when we were, uh, we have some sales reports of when we open, it's like the month was like a thousand dollars you know but that's where the weddings really really helped us in the events and we were known a little bit more as an event center when we opened and now i think we're known for a lot of different things including great wines and all these other stuff but that's kind of how it evolved i left for about six or seven years i went back to school and got an mba and lived in the city and worked at like a startup and 
just wasn't a right fit for me. I'm kind of a Santa Rosa guy, I guess. <laughs> I, I love Sonoma County. I love Santa Rosa. I had friends here. I grew up here. My kids go to the elementary school I went to. So, uh, so I love it here. And so, why not? Uh, yeah. Know. Absolutely. And there could be worse things to be doing. Than <laughs> sitting up there drinking wine and looking at the view. Not a bad place to go to work. <laughs> no, you have the uh, the Pliny the Younger Beanie. Did you get in on this year's supply? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, nope. Did you? No. I know. I don't know a single. I didn't even try. Really. I didn't even try. They was I mean, gone I really in five the, uh, seconds. Yeah, uh, that's what I heard. I there mean, were people like going online that I heard they like were literally like to resell it. Well, they were something. like practicing like all the clicks they needed to do to get it like to, to quickly, like quickly ahead of time. Exactly, so that the second they went on sale, they were like click click click. It's click. Like solving the Pac Man little thing, <laughs> you got the, all the guides. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's aging myself. Sorry. <laughs> oh, we love Pac Man. <laughs> No, I didn't get it, but I love I love their beers. I like the Cooper Ridge beers. I like all of I mean, we're we're spoiled. Hen House. I mean, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, lots of great beer around here. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's no. the most discouraging thing to get it in your cart, and then you just assume that it's yours. Yeah. And so you slow down a little bit, for like putting in your address and stuff, and they're like, "Sorry, it's all gone." It's like, wah, wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> next year. And they should have a private bash for us locals. Exactly. Yeah, they should. Well, the, next year, yeah, I guess it'll have to the, be next year. The Pliny Speakeasy. But I like I like the Elder. I like I love the Elder too. So, and can't go wrong with a bunch of the beers around here. Exactly. <laughs> uh, should we uh, should we dive you into your try, second wine? Here? Yeah, let's try this. This is a Rock Piles in. It's actually also got a double gold medal at the Harvest Fair this year. Comes from. The Branham Vineyard, which is the most remote vineyard in Rockpile. Um, probably, I think it has a little bit of Petite Sirah in it, I want to say. And uh, speaking of Rockpile, did that uh, did that vineyard itself do okay during yeah, the most the, recent fires? It, yeah, the, fires the, the, the smoke, all around. Yeah, we, uh, unfortunately, we, we had to not accept the fruit that we got from Rockpile, uh, most... Almost all of it. I think mm. we might have got five tons, but uh, yeah, they were affected because they were kind of late ripening. We had the same problem. I want to say in two thousand and four, something like that. But um, yeah, we we didn't accept a lot of their fruit, and you know, the, the, it's a deal where they get insurance if if we accept it, then it's all our risk, and, mm. and you can't really tell about the smoke taint until after the fact or it's too late to file a claim or we didn't want to take the risk so well this wine is delicious it's really nice and jammy that's good fruit yeah that's our 2018 um rock piles in so available in some of your local stores i don't know what i'm allowed to talk about (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to where the wine is but uh, yeah, really happy with it. Um, we have a long-term contract with these guys, with uh, Gary Branham. Mm-hmm. He has his own label, Branham. And then uh, we also buy, uh, we make a cab from Rockpile, and we buy that fruit from the Wilsons from the Rockpile Vineyard. Mm. And uh, that's also pretty tasty, too. Looks like you guys have a sparkling Shiraz, too. Oh, that yeah, you fun. asked about that. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's funny, because mm. I think... I think the very first sparkling Shiraz we made, we had an issue with 
smoke taint in oh. the Syrah from Rockpile, oh. I want to say. <laughs> and we decided we didn't know what to do with it. And then my brother-in-law, the winemaker Dan, he had worked in Australia and something that's not uncommon there is sparkling Shiraz. Mm-hmm. So he's like, maybe we could turn it into that. So he did some fining and dealing with it. And it was quite a long process, but our first sparkling Shiraz was actually, was, was, was uh, what, what I thought was some smoke taint, but people loved it. Yeah. And, and it, and we blew through it like 200 plus cases out of the tasting room in like less than a year, which is a lot. And, uh, and then it's like, oh, we got to make another one. But it's like, <laughs> it was, it's like, it was like a two or three year process. Wow. So now we make it every few years and we make it last a few years. But uh, that's where that wine came from. The How idea. fun. Yeah. That's really cool. I love the stories behind the wine sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then, yeah. No, it's a, it, and it's a, and it's a fun wine and it's like, it's kind of like a little party in a bottle. It's yeah. Like no one, no one, you bring that to a party, no one has, they want to try it. And, exactly. And it's also good because like if, if it loses its bubbles over time, it still tastes like a still wine when it, at that stage. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty dense. Nice. I yeah. love it. So um, earlier before we, we went live, we were talking a little bit about some music with you mm. and you shared with us um, that you went and saw Motley Crue here in Santa Rosa? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to share that with yeah. us? Well, I actually didn't see them. I actually saw them sign, you know, I went to, to their record signing, which is at Rainbow Records right there on on uh, Mendocino yeah. and uh, Steel Lane. And um, anyway, they, I, 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 I was kind of a heavy metal guy. I probably had a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> It did have a mullet. There's pictures of it. Did you ever do the big hair? Uh, no, I didn't do the big hair. Ah. I did a no, feathering back. You mean? I might, I might have done a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm bald now. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I, I liked uh, growing up. I, I, I really liked Rush. It was mm-hmm. one of my favorite groups. Motley Crue. Uh, you know, Judas Priest. The whole, the whole, the whole gamut. The oh, Iron yeah. Maiden. I loved Iron Maiden. You know, first, first concert was Def Leppard. Nice. So that that was good. Seen Ozzy, so kind of a headbanger growing up, and I still like that music. But now, kind of, you know, I also like reggae. Really love UB40. Yeah, oh UB40, so fun. Yeah, really like watching watching those guys. Kind of followed those guys around for a bit. Um, Kanakta, I remember. Oh my God, love Kanakta. I remember watching them out at I think Ironstone out in the foothills, Amador foothills mm. out there. Yeah. There's a winery that shows concerts. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I like all sorts of music. I want to say now, now my kids listen to you know Post Malone, <laughs> uh-huh. right? And uh, also, you know, is that what like your kids all. listen to? Well, my son, like. Uh, he he's the most into it. He's kind of into rapish stuff, so mm. he can tell like if it's what a little babe, babe, someone or a little. Well, I don't know. I don't know all those yeah. rappers, <laughs> and, you know. But he can, he can tell who they are, and and uh, so he likes that music. I, I I don't mind that music. My my daughters are into gymnastics and dance, so mm-hmm. they they dance to different things. So there's a lot of music and dancing. You know, try awesome. to keep it upbeat around the house especially when they gotta clean the kitchen yeah like, that oh, helps let's turn on some music so they can you know don't get lazy on us <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to know the answer to this but I do wonder what 
kids now think of like the eighties, either you know the eighties heavy metal or hard rock from that. Like, is it so far removed that it's like the Beatles to them? Right. Yeah. I don't know, but I know that you know, like YouTube is so huge these days, and they have those reaction videos. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a lot of young YouTubers that will play these older rock tracks mm -hmm. and their reactions, and it's it's pretty funny, well, man. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to 104.9. Is that you guys? No? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is. And my kids, so I listen to that, and 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 uh, they like some. Of, they like some of those. Like my son loves Queen. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, good. And he's he like good nine. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, my daughter's like different stuff. I don't know everything. <laughs> Justin they Bieber. Like. Yeah, Probably. Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know all all, all the stuff. But, yeah. You know, there's a bunch of stuff out there, and a lot of it's pretty cool if you listen to it. That Billie Eilish, I don't know. Some of the songs are a little, eh. <laughs> <laughs> a little she's, dreary uh, for me. They are a little dreary. I mean, she's <laughs> she has a really good voice, um, yeah. but I I have to be like in the mood to listen to her. I I put her on today just because I did rewatch the Grammy performances, and I was like, I should really check her out. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, her stuff was good, but uh, I have to be in the mood, in the right mindset for that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize they did like a little like mini documentary before. Um, on Apple the, Plus? Uh, no, on the Grammys oh. about some of the nominees. And oh. one of them was a Billie Eilish one. Oh. And I did, she's got like the craziest sleep disorder you'd ever imagine. That's where the first album came from. Like, no way. She doesn't sleep. <laughs> wow. And she's like 19 or yeah. something now? That's crazy to yeah. have a sleep disorder at 19. I can't imagine. <clears throat> yeah, no, thank you. Very interesting background, interesting story. <laughs> huh. But yeah, if, uh, if you really want to... Feel uh, feel old. You watch the reaction videos of when the kids are reacting to like songs from the two thousands. Oh yeah. But talk about them like they're from the forties. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, myself out. <laughs> well, the kids these days now are saying that they can tell if you're old if you're wearing skinny jeans and you part your hair on the side. Which I'm wearing both. I have both right now. I have my hair parted on the side and skinny jeans, so I must be old. But I don't care because you know what? They're wearing mom pants and those are way out of style. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. Mom pants. Are yeah. Those are the ones that hang in. They're like um, they're like baggy <laughs> oh, and like very have... just ill-fitting in my opinion. Like, oh, yeah. why would you ever do that to yourself? And I also didn't get that. <laughs> Hopefully, the, the women tucking their their thing in right here. I don't right, that. yeah. The, the tucking of the shirt above the, you know, yeah, above their jeans or pants they're wearing. I don't <laughs> get it. Sorry, old I, I believe that's part of it. And it's now, now Rock, now Rock and Vino talks about fashion. <laughs> We're broadening our horizons. Yeah. yeah. How do we feel about bell bottoms? No. <laughs> Those are making a comeback too, actually. Yeah, everything goes in cycles, right? Let's just not bring. Well, actually, uh, what is it called? The shoulder pads. I think those are making a comeback too. Where of they they, they did are. for a hot minute. I was like, will that ever make a comeback? Not quite to the extent of the '80s, but it definitely came back. And it, I, you just have to get just far enough <laughs> that people don't remember it. You know, right. 15, 20 years ago. Are vans like, coming back too? Or they, they better be. be. Oh, back? vans are always in style. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, always. They've never gone out of style. Vans and Converse. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, uh, for people uh, looking for Paradise Ridge wines, if they're if they're out of the area, if they just if they want to try it out, uh, what's the best? Should people go to the website? Is they it go to the store? website. You know, we're I don't know. We're we're in a you know we're in like Oliver's and Bottle Barn and 
United Markets a little farther down south and Petaluma Market and all the kind of nice markets and Willoughby's and, you know, kind of the places where you'd be looking for wine or at least where we kind of want our wines. Not in all the places, but <laughs> so, uh, or, or, or the website, you know, I think it's a great, if you want it, if you need inspiration to get out of the house, you can make a tasting appointment through our website, www.prwinery.com. Um, uh, you can, you can pick up, you can schedule a pickup and swing by and pick up some wine. Um, we don't really allow you drinking wine on the property except for at the at the tasting room mm -hmm. so that's something that we grapple with <laughs> don't wander <laughs> off oh, <I> bet. <laughs> you mean i can't take this everywhere uh, with me no, yeah. <laughs> um but our place is so inviting with so much space and people it, it, you know it, for some people i think they think it's a park and it's public and, right. and it's oh, it always yeah. something that that uh that that we want to work with people on, but have them try to understand what we're doing and um, and make it work for everybody. And and I feel like we've done a good job. There's hiccups along the way, you know. But but for the most part, I think you know what, what we have going on and what people can enjoy. But we have, like I said, different tasting options. There's a picnic little option. You know, I, I'm trying to roll out this happy hour option for businesses because i think you know there's a lot of businesses that uh couldn't have a holiday party right yeah couldn't have a holiday party couldn't show your appreciation to your staff mm -hmm. and i th you know i'm putting together these uh little events where you can just invite your team up there and it'll be kind of like a happy hour either their families could come they could sit at a table you can you can we pre-order wines and charcuterie and you can have something nice for them my understanding is that you know what we do is people come with their masks on we sit them at the table they could take their masks off if they leave the table they got to put them on mm -hmm. but i'm on the impression that if you put it on and you go talk to the table next to you who has their mask on that that's allowed so i think it'd be a nice way for businesses to uh to to meet the families of their employees and 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 something to go out and do and show appreciation for your staff and something i that I'm trying to put together. So call the winery, ask for Renee. I'm happy to talk to you. But I think there's, the, you know, so we're trying a bunch of things because the weddings is just people plan weddings like a year out. Yeah. And so that means the rest of this year, we hardly have any weddings. I think mm -hmm. we have 10. And it's like, how do we, how do we fill the space? And I think that that's a great way to open it up to businesses. It's just like, they want to, that, you know, everyone's been through the ringer and hasn't been able to see people, and this would be a way socially distanced, no matter what stage we're in, besides maybe the purple, um, <laughs> which we're not going back to. Exactly. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> um, that, I think, I think there's a, some opportunity for us to host some nice business gatherings, even for, you know, small office, whatever, you know. Even if you have 10 employees, it's 10 tables with their families enjoying wine and the sunset and make everyone feel good and halfway normal yeah. yeah and speaking of wine and sunsets uh i don't know when you guys are going to have the reservations available for that but if you ever if you want to go i highly recommend it and that kicks off on june 2nd correct it kicks off on june 2nd and uh, stacy she's been with us i think for seven years now she organizes that event mm -hmm. and i will tell her about conversation we started better we're already put she's promoting it so i'm, I'm thinking we could sell tickets but cool. I, I haven't looked 
I know she's working on the the, the calendar and the schedule of the bands and, yeah. the, and the food trucks and trying to get it dialed in. But uh, yeah. But isn't that exciting to just even be at that point where we can start doing that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's I mean, great. It's 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 weird how the reality of a year ago is completely it's so different. Mm-hmm. It's like what this guy doesn't have his mask on. What's wrong with you know? Right. You just, you, you're, you're drinking wine with someone without your, you know whatever. <laughs> How are you talking to someone in another mm-hmm. family? What mm-hmm. is that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of. I mean, it has really changed stuff. It's like you're yeah. very conscious of what's around you and. Like you get too close to someone in the grocery store, it's like right. Like you didn't touch them, and you You're can't. Like a you don't shake away. hands anymore, <laughs> huh? right? There's no shaking hands anymore. <laughs> no, no, it's elbow. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's a well, but it, I, for me personally, I think it's it's a growing thing. You know, for our industry, the wine industry, it, it, it's something we needed a little boost of like digital marketing and how do we sell wine when people aren't coming to our tasting rooms because. You know, it, it, it it's it's uh, it's getting more diluted with their options of beer and spirits yeah. and stuff, and so many wineries. And if you can if you can nail that digital marketing stuff and help that, you know, when when traffic's down, I mean, we're a local station. I mean, mm-hmm. floods, power, all that things. It makes it hard for people to come and plan to be here. Yeah, you know, I think we should start planning on having events all the way up and you know before October and make that. Agreed. You know, we really start pushing January, February, and March are beautiful here in Sonoma County because yeah. mm-hmm. you won't have any of that other stuff you're worried about. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so we'll see how it all goes. We're all in the same boat. It's been tough for hospitality in general, right? Hotels, restaurants, bars, yeah. breweries, wineries. It's all like, oh, this is what you have to do. This is what you can do now. Oh, no, no, you can't do that. You got to do it this way. Right. You know. But we're all making it work. And, yeah, you yeah, know, no, the light is at the end of the tunnel, thankfully. Exactly. That's yeah. how it was just sitting there thinking it's like it's only, well, I better not say that. But anyway, it's, it's looking <laughs> rosy. It's looking, it's looking rosy. Exactly. But my brother's like, 21 always beats 20 in, in <laughs> Blackjack. It better yeah. beat it in life in, yep. in the years here. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we have one very important tradition on the show here. That's uh, one final duty for you before you depart. Yep. Uh, so that is our last question for you. And oh. that is on a very good day. So whether you're a summertime person or a wintertime person, whatever, uh. on a good day, you come home. Uh. Just you. And uh, what are you eating? What are you drinking? Uh. And what are you listening to? Okay. Um, what am I eating? I, I do like to... Um, cook up some steaks yum i've been trying to do a little less of the red meat so but but i have a traeger and i could smoke and do a bunch of fun stuff with it so mm-hmm. um so i'm eating um i mean probably eating a steak okay or some i don't want to say solid start huh that's right and then <laughs> uh, what was the second part drinking drinking and listening to um Probably uh, drinking the, these two wines, starting with some Sauvignon Blanc and having this nice Zinfandel with that steak. Yeah. That, that's what I'd be doing. Sounds good. And what would it be listening to? It'd depend on my mood, but if I'm trying to relax, it'd probably be like a little reggae-ish. Maybe you'd be 40. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to get a little bit, if I, I want to be a little bit more spunky, you know, you know, ACDC or 
little hell's you know highway to hell my kids are starting to learn that song nice something 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 to get the juices flowing run to the hills little iron maiden or something like that so uh and if i'm trying to go to bed i don't know back to reggae nice you know there you go mellow it out so uh so that that would be it awesome well thank you so much that was that was a great answer sounds like a great night I'd have more than just steak. There'd be salad and something next <laughs> yeah, to course, it. Yeah, of course. Just, just a steak on a plate. No. <laughs> right. That's it. Just give me the meat. <laughs> no but, carrots and broccoli. Uh, you can find more at prwinery.com. Renee Bick, Paradise Ridge, a place that you must visit. It's, yes. I believe it's on. It's now on everyone's bucket list. It's a requirement. You yeah. have to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for joining us and appreciate you taking that time. Thank you both. Thank Coco, you. Mike, thank you for everything.